Welcome team. Today I'd like to introduce you to a good friend of mine. I'm going to take I'm taking you now to Kingston, Jamaica. No, actually, this was recorded a couple of years ago in Australia when Leroy Gray, the man I'm going to introduce you to, Leroy Gray, he visited Australia and spent some time with me with with some team. At that stage, he spent some time with me with the Sydney Roosters rugby league team. Now, I first met Leroy when I was privileged to spend some time in Jamaica in the Racers Track Club camp. Now, that was organised by some very good friends of mine and I was able to take an athlete to Kingston. And cutting the story short, Leroy Gray was one of the coaches, one of the staff, one of the assistants to Glenn Mills. Now, Glenn Mills, I regard as the best track coach in history, I mean, how can you? You actually can't argue that that he has developed the best athlete on the planet, and possibly the greatest of all time. Well, in my opinion, he is in Usain Bolt. Now, Glenn Mills, very similar to an Alex Ferguson type person who cares about his staff, cares about his family of athletes, and has coached for 30 plus years, or well, way longer than that, but you know, Olympic medalist for 30 plus years. So in the track and field world, he's like the Sir Alex Ferguson. Now, Leroy Gray was obviously being mentored by Glenn Mills. And in my visit, my first impression of Leroy was he went out of his way to give his time. He, he used to pick us up from the, the units and take us to the, the track and take us home. and give his time, take us to the gym, and he'd, you know, he'd be busy training Usain Bolt in the gym, but he'd still give his time to us. And So when I had the opportunity to bring him out to Australia to share some wisdom, we did that, and this was recorded. So I am going to take you now for a chat with Leroy Gray. Yo, Wagwan, man, you Not mate. <laughs> G'day, mate. Huh? G'day, mate. Hey mate. Hey mate, yeah he's pretty good. He's pretty good. So we're here with Leroy Gray from Kingston, Jamaica and we're welcome to our country, welcome to Australia and I, I know you've inspired hundreds of people in your time since you've been here. But what I've found everyone wants to know is obviously what it's like working with Usain Bolt. But when they ask me that I say it's not only Usain Bolt, it's Johan Blake. Warren Weirs, Bailey Cole, the, like the, the, the time when you took me to your camp at races, I look around and it just seems like that's where the magic happens, you know? Like it just, you guys seem to just create this environment that the best just rise to the top. Uh, everyone asks me what the magic is and my observation is you do the fundamentals right, but uh, could you share what it's like working at Races Track Club? in Kingston. First, I must say thanks for having me in Australia. Um, it's a really privilege to be here and I'm thankful for it. Uh, first of all, I just want to say um, at Racist Track Club, we're like a family, uh, brotherhood there, motivate each other. And first of all, we have um, camaraderie with each other. And I, I mean, when I was there, I looked at all you guys, There's, there was uh, some great coaches out on the park. I saw yourself pushing guys, pushing, pushing, pushing. I saw Patrick Dawson. I saw 
all of these coaches under the guidance of, of Glenn Mills, who I consider the greatest track coach of all time. Um, what's it like being mentored by Glenn Mills? Uh, because I believe you've, you've worked with him for 14 years. Talk, talk to me about that. That's a priceless time with the world's greatest. Well, it, um, it is a privilege to work with um, Racers Track Club and most of all, Mr. Glenn Mills. He's like a father to all of us. Um, we also have a great coaching staff in Gregor Lickle, Romaldo Rose, Jeremy and Sean, Kevin Price, Jason Dawson, Patrick Dawson. We, um, we are like a family and um, as I said to you, Mr. Mills is like a father to all of us, a godfather to all of us. He takes care of all of us. That's why we are um, so good at what we do. It seems to me also, I noticed there's a lot of, a lot of competition in Jamaica. You guys compete, you compete hard. Now, is there competition, healthy competition, that is, in your own club? Well, yes, it is um, healthy to, to compete um, amongst each other. And we also start that from where in high school. The high school system, uh, which is boys and girls champs, we compete very well there and then we move it on to the club level and to international level. The other thing about races to me was the belief. It's hard to explain. It, it's really, really hard to explain the belief that you guys have, the, set, the standards that you set. I mean, I, I'm reading here the capital of excellence. I mean, that, that's no exaggeration. They're living that. Um, what it, talk to me about, about the belief over there because it is so powerful. Well, as I said to you before, um, it started from Mr. Mills. Mr. Mills had a dream for this club. It is his passion. And he also bring, bring us along to help be a part of the, the racer's family. Once the athlete come through the door, we want them to believe from day one. Believe in what they do, believe in their self, so they can be the next world leader in whatever they do. And I mean, when we talk about setting standards, there's a lot of people come Olympic Games that coach athletes to, to either make the games, make the final. Uh, if Australia make a final, it's a, quite an achievement on the track. But you guys want to you guys want to be the best. Where, where does that come from in your, in your history? I mean, I look at the London Olympics. This guy worked with, let's go back to the London. I was there, by the way. I caught up with some of your team, but okay. you were busy off with the national team, okay. but I caught up with some of your, your personal team and okay. support group. Uh, in the 200 metre final at the London Olympics, gold, silver and bronze from the one club. Yes, man. That's unheard of. And that's a great achievement for the club. And the 100 metres, gold, silver. And the biggest blue ribbon event in world sport, the men's 100 metres, and you've got gold and silver. And in the 200, gold, silver, bronze. And, bronze. and in the relay, there's usually about four or five races, track club in a six-man squad. Is, am I right? Yes, it is. And um, we also always strive for excellence. Um, we also want to have a lot of these athletes making the, the national mark and also making a, a name for themselves and out there in the, in the world so they, they can um, have a chance just like Mr. Bolt and have a, um, a mark in the world to set an impression on the world. So it's a good job, it's a good thing that we are doing and we have world-class coaches 
who look out for the athletes and the well-being of the club and also for our country. I love how you call him Mr. Ball. What do you call him, the, the world boss? Is that what I hear you say, the world boss? Well, um, when you see him back home, that's what most people see him as. And why they call him the world boss? Because he's a world record holder for three events. Um, they see him, they will say, world boss, while I go on my yacht, everything bless up. And they say, all right, cool now, bless up my yacht. And that's, that's it. So what I saw, what I saw of Bolt training when, when, you, when you were working him, uh, I saw a guy that, that respects the sport and he respects the sport by, by working hard. Uh, most people see him as the freakish athlete, but, but I've witnessed him working hard. Now talk to me about, obviously it's an, it's an easy job for you, right? Because he's, he's very self-motivated. Or is he not? Do you have to push? How do you keep someone so good, motivated to keep achieving what he has? Because really, I don't think we'll ever see it again. I don't think we'll ever see someone do what he's done in three Olympics in a row again. Probably not in my lifetime. Well, um, as, as I said, Bolt is a self-motivated and self-driven person. Um, he's also passionate about what he does. And um, the coaching staff, help. it's a family, as I said to you before, it's like a family affair. His parents support him 100%. His friend, Nugent Walker, is there for him right through. His, the club members, the coaching staff, is there for him. So at no given time, he allowed to, to fall off and we're always there for him. So um, I think it's a, a good thing for him and it also, that in Usain Bolt spill off in the, the younger athletes inside the club. Everyone wants to know about the showman as well, you know, so so I look at it I look at it as he he respects the sport by training hard. I see him respect young fans, they love him back. I see him respect media, they love him back. I see him respect his country. He's the most proud person of his country, the country loves him back. So I see him as a real respectful person. But this show, not only does this entertain the world, but how does it help him perform? Like there's something about the energy he's feeding off when, I, when he gets a crowd on their feet. Um, as, I, as I said to you, you know, um, he's like a, you call it now, like a Michael Jackson. When Michael Jackson touches stage, people start screaming, making all kind of noise. Well, he's a, he's a Michael Jackson on the track. And as I said to you, he's um, very motivated and, um, People like to see him and his energy come from the crowd and once the crowd is there, ready to go. So what about, he used to be nervous. I mean, there's, there's going to be kids watch this that get nervous before a race. And uh, um, Bolt used to be nervous, right? Yeah, he Does used he to Does he still be, get nervous? Well, um, not that I know of, no, but as I said to you, it, it, it is a part of um, getting ready for the big race. You will feel that way, but once you touch the track, or once you touch the track, the rest is history. The crowd, the energy, that's it. There's a cartoon. There's a really good cartoon, animated cartoon. Gatorade made it. Free plug for Gatorade. He's his, his sponsor, obviously. Um, now, in that in that little movie, there's a scene where he is that nervous, and his mother talks to him about run with a smile on your face, 
and you'll run faster. It, it seems like that's what you guys do. You just have that, that happy vibe. Or, or, or did he have, was that a way of him dealing with his nerves? He decided to put, make this a part of his routine. Have fun, smile, relax. Uh, yeah, as I said, uh, you've been in Jamaica and you see the, the guys train. They are all have fun in what they do. They play, they laugh, just to keep relaxed, keep the mind going. Not focus too much on the race, but to get that vibes going, build up yourself to get ready for the big day or for the, the race. I did, that's right. I saw them having fun. I saw you have fun, you enjoy what you do. But then I saw a serious side. Tell me about Bolt the leader. Tell me about the guy that sets standards in his club and raises the bar. What if, what if there's a young guy training who's not pulling his weight? Tell, tell me how such a leader kind of pulls rank, like tells him, you know, sets that standard for that club. Well, as I said to you, Bold is um, the leader different from the coaching staff. If an if a athlete is not pulling his weight, he will pull him over one side, he will talk to him about how he's doing in training and he needs to get his game up and need to be on the right path. He always motivate them. If they're down, he's trying to help them, build them up, encourage them to be up and believe in what they do. And if they're uh, and if they're not doing well, he also get at them, tell them they need to change their attitude and then um, be there for them. And if a training partner is doing well? And if the training partner is doing well in Blake one where he will be the first one to go over and said, well done, good job. Okay. He got beat the last time he got beat. You, you told this story to someone while you've been out here and I love it. So he got beat when? Ah, the, um, the last time um, Gatlin and Usain Bolt running a 100 meter in a Diamond League. It was in 2013 in London. And um, after the race that um, Gatlin won, Bolt went over to him and whisper, said to him that it will not happen again. And they went to the World, Champ um, the world Championship with it, keeping um, Russia. Bolt come out the victor again. You mentioned the family. I mean, there's so many people behind the scenes there. That, that I saw, and there's people that I probably didn't see that, that you might tell me about, but uh, everyone I spoke to talked about the family. Everyone I spoke to talked about Mr. Mills as a godfather and the guru, and Bolt said the same. You said, you know, I'd never forget you driving me home and you said, those that pray together, stay together. You all go to church together on a Sunday. You, um, you had a lady there, Mrs. Cook. I'll never forget Mrs. Cook, this little, happy lady getting around, keeping everyone happy. It seemed like the whole club kind of revolved around her and everyone respected her. Norman Pert talked to me a lot about the family environment there and I know Norman taken Usain under his wing since, since he was a young kid. Um, is, there anything, like, is, is there anything more there that uh, you want to mention or do you want to tell me more about Mrs. Cook? Because I feel that's such an important part of a club. What does someone like Mrs. Cook bring to the races track club? Um, well, Mrs. Cook um, is like Mr. Mills. Mr. Mills is the godfather, the grandfather for the club. And Mrs. Cook is like the mother and the grandmother for the club. Um, she also take care of everybody. She look for everybody's well-being. And we also have a great, as I said to you, a great staff that been motivated and been driven. And um, as I said before, 
the family that pray together, stay together. We also go to church together. And if we go to track meet, we go as a, as a group as well. So the history, I was fascinated. I was fascinated how you guys, you're learning of one of the greatest. He learnt of the great coach before him and the great coach before him. And, and it goes back to GC Foster, a sprinter in 1896, who then coached the national team in their first Olympics in 1948. And I read about Herb McKinley and I read about who he raced and how he inspired others. And then I read about Dennis Johnson in 1961, the world's fastest man, and it kept going and kept going. And Donald Quarry, you know, Donald Quarry, for the first Olympic gold medalist in a sprint in the 200 metres. I, I see him over there as God. Everyone respects him like the, the man who set the standard. And then I, I, I know the, the women that took over. I know the Merlin Oddies and the Grace Jacksons and everyone just came, kept stepping it up, stepping it up, stepping it up. And then next minute you've got Bolt who, is anyone going to be able to step it up? Well, as I said to you, um, um you will have young ones coming up. Um, you have like the Warren Ware, the Bailey Cole, Ewan Blake, um, Jason Young, um, Michael O'Hara, the young ones coming up in the club. And outside of the club, you have other young talents from um, NVP and, and um, Sprintech, a contract club. So it's, it's, it's a whole lot of youngsters coming up. And uh, you will see more um, as, it, as it goes on, the tradition will still live on. Bolt leave the sport, we'll still have athletes that compete well at the highest level. But will anyone step it up? Uh, well, we are open for that and we are looking forward for that come for the next World Championship and so all the next Olympics. So as we said, when um, one great one move on, then the next, next great one rise to the top. I mean, you love your sport, you love your football, you love your NFL, basketball, now rugby league. I mean, you can, you can add value to any sport worldwide, without a doubt. I've seen the impact you've made in Australia. But what other sports people do you compare Bolt with? Like, because I see him as the greatest of all time, but there are some in other sports. Well, some in other sports that I... I um compare him with. And the only one that I come that he come close to or rubbing shoulder with right now is Muhammad Ali, who is a legend and as he said he always said, every time he finished the sports or any time he finished the sports, he wants to be the greatest like Muhammad Ali. And that is that is high achievement. The next person to that is Bob Marley. And for other sports you have Christian Ronaldo, you have Michael Jordan, so you have, and, and, that's, and that's where it is. So for any young Australian, they all, everyone knows Bob Marley. And Bob. everyone knows Bob. Yeah. There's a statue of Bob Marley, I noticed. Yeah. You're building one for Bob? Well, um, not me building one for Bob, but I'm not, I'm not sure if they will be doing it soon, but I know in the future there will be, will be a statue for Usain Bolt. Because he's an icon to the world, and also a legend to the world, and also a legend for our country and for the sports of track and field. Okay, now let's get final question here. Track and field, it's such a passion over there. 
I want to know why, I want to know how, I want to know you guys, what are you doing with kids from this big, from young age all the way through? There's something that you're doing that it just, it's more powerful than any, there's no magic training, it's just something that's, that's within you guys, within that sport, like you've seen in our country with other sports. Well, in, in your country, you develop rugby. And from a tender age, you start practicing that, compete at the highest level in rugby. For us back home, we have football, which um, we compete same way, Manning Cup and out, and therefore. So we have track and field. Track and field start from a tender age. We harness it, come right up to the high school level, to the senior level, and to the Olympic, win medal, win records. And, and that's why we are excellent in, in what we do. First and foremost, we also focus on the basic things. The basic things we do over and over in training and out of training, that's why we are the, the, the capital of excellence, and that's racers. Well, my man, thanks very much, uh, first of all, for sharing some, some wisdom from myself personally. Every time we spend time together this week than last week, like it was when I was in Kingston, I always feel uh, you're sharing a uh, hundred years of wisdom from your country that seem that it's been passed down, passed down, and I've got no doubt from what I've seen, you're going to be the next best coach. And I've seen the, the impact you've made on people in Australia, and I hope to see you do it around the world. This episode of GTE is brought to you by Pain Away, Australia's number one joint and muscle relief since 1999. Find out more at painaway.com. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of GTE with Hayden Knowles. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review to help grow the team.